and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. My first sport was softball. The elementary school wasn't too far from my house, so I rode my bike there a lot to play. I saw other kids having practice and wanted to be a part of it. From that first summer, I was participating in a sport of some kind or another almost constantly through my senior year of high school. And I hated running. I was in 7th or 8th grade. It was track season. We had to run about a half mile to get to the only track in town out at the high school. Most of us could not run the whole distance without walking, at least a little bit. One day, one day the track coach said I had a long stride and should run a long distance race. He encouraged me to work on getting from the middle school to the high school without walking. Not too long after that, I was entered into the 800-meter race during a track meet. That's the equivalent of a half mile, or two times around the track. The race started, and I kept up with the pack. On the second lap, I started to fall behind. Halfway through the second lap, I was pretty far behind everyone else, and by the end of the race, I could barely stand. My legs wobbled like jelly. I told myself after that race that I was not a long-distance runner. No surprise, but I did not run cross-country in high school. Actually, I didn't participate in track in high school either. One time in high school, I did try running a route I'd seen the cross-country people do. I think it was about two miles around the block containing the cemetery. I didn't make it, not even halfway. I felt so small on that road. Like, the road was just so big, I'd never make it. It was a fact. I could not run long distances. Yet, every once in a while, as an adult, I would decide it was a good idea to try running. But this time... I wasn't going to pressure myself to be instantly good at it. I would run until I felt I needed to walk, then walk. And when I thought I could run again, I would, until I needed to walk. It sounded like a great plan in my head. But after two bouts of running, with walking in between, only ten minutes had passed, and I felt defeated. So I went home. I tried this a few different times, always sporadically. Then about a year and a half ago, I think I was 39, this app was suggested to me. I was driving for a food delivery service at the time, and they gave discounts to different apps. This one was a running app. I had a free trial and hadn't been able to consistently go to the gym, so I thought I'd give it a try. I entered information into the app, my current activity level, what my end goal was. I did not choose run a marathon. The app gave me a workout schedule that progressed from the little physical activity I was currently doing 
to running a 5K. I was pretty happy to see that my first workout, despite lasting a total of 34 minutes, had a total of 25 walking minutes and only 9 running minutes. I also never had to run more than a minute and a half at a time. I made it through the whole first workout, walking when it told me to walk and running when it told me to run. I took the next day off and did the second workout the day after that, this time walking 25 minutes and running for 10. On the fourth workout, sprinting was added, but only for a total of 30 seconds. And so it continued. Until I got shin splints. No worries, I thought. I dealt with those every year during basketball season. So I kept running, kept moving through to the next workout. The shin splints did not go away. But I didn't want to stop because I was actually enjoying running. I looked forward to going for a run. And experienced that mythical runner's high I'd heard about. So I got new shoes, running shoes, but it, it didn't help. Eventually, it hurt to walk, so I stopped. But I didn't quit. I was determined to continue this newfound love of running, so I went to physical therapy. When I was finally cleared to try a light jog, no more than a mile, I was excited and hesitant. I'd built up my heart and lungs to be able to push myself pretty good. I knew I'd be close to starting over. This is where I would have quit before. I'd already put in that hard work and now I was basically starting over. But I didn't quit. I learned instead to slow down my progression. Just because my lungs could move on to the next workout didn't mean my legs were ready. Some days, my run felt great. Other days, I was dying when the nice lady in the app told me I was halfway through, certain there was no way I could make it to the end. And yet other days, I had to walk just a little longer than I was supposed to. But I didn't stop the workout. I would give myself an extra 30 seconds and then start running again. I was a long-distance runner. Okay, mid-distance. I was at least running more than I was walking during each workout. And I was loving it. And improving. Getting to run a little more each month. I was sad when winter came and I couldn't go for a run. When spring came, I had to go back to earlier workouts, although I didn't have to start all the way back at the beginning. And I still loved it. This app broke running down for me in a way that worked for me. I learned that I could start small, push myself just a little bit. I could go out for a 34-minute walk and just jog a little here and there. I found little ways to push myself and be successful. And I learned that not doing as well one day as I had on the previous day didn't mean I had a bad run 
or that I wasn't a runner. It didn't mean that I was going to do just as bad or worse the next day. And maybe most importantly, I realized when I didn't run as well one day or I had to walk a little longer even though the app told me to run, I wasn't getting down on myself. I was no longer telling myself that I hated running or that I wasn't a runner or even that it was too hard. When I hit the halfway mark of a workout and thought there is no way I could make it to the end, I didn't beat myself up about it. I just kept walking and then started running when it was time to run. Maybe I slowed my pace a little, or took that extra 30 seconds. But I knew even if I needed to take those steps, I would continue going. I mean, I had to get home somehow. And then, beyond not beating myself up in those moments, I felt proud about what I was able to accomplish. I could recognize that I was still getting out there and making an effort. And even if my run didn't feel as good as I wanted it to, I was still running and making progress towards my end goal. My journey of self-compassion has paralleled my running journey. It started with absolute negative truths about myself. Then I was shown tiny little things I could do to move away from that negative self-talk into self-compassion. I've talked about this before, but I would spiral down into this mess of negative self-talk, beating myself up over things that I had no control over, making every bad thing I could think of my responsibility. I would get down to the bottom of that spiral and start saying, of course I'm down here. This is where I always end up. Why can't I do things right like other people? Just like telling myself I hated running or wasn't a long-distance runner. Telling myself I always mess up. I always end up in a place of feeling alone just feeds the story. I cannot have compassion for myself while telling myself I'm a mess up. And just like my running journey, to finally be successful with self-compassion, I had to start small. I walked a lot more than I ran. And slowly I began to recognize when I was telling myself things that knocked me down. Each time I recognized this was a win, taking me a step closer to my goal of being compassionate with myself. As I get better at recognizing when I'm beating myself up, I've started noticing that I'm getting more patient with myself. Like, When I have to slow my pace or walk just a little longer than my app tells me to, 
I don't beat myself up for that. I give myself space to do what I need to do physically to be able to finish the workout. And when I notice I'm beating myself up, I give myself space to just notice it. Celebrating that I caught myself. Sometimes I have a lot of good days in a row. Getting things done I want to get done. Encouraging myself throughout the day. Then some days I slip back and I'm a little harder on myself. But being hard on myself or beating myself up doesn't mean what it used to mean. It's softer now. Not as harsh. It doesn't last as long. And when I focus on that, it makes it easier to move forward to recover and have a better day tomorrow. There is an ebb and flow on this journey to self-compassion. It's not going to be perfect. I mean, what is perfect anyway? Right now, for me, perfect is going for a run even if it's been a couple weeks since my last run. Purposefully celebrating little wins when I'm nice to myself, intentionally telling myself nice things, and continuously getting better at just recognizing when I'm getting down on myself, acknowledging that fact, and not letting it mean anything. For me, this is a lifelong journey. There is no destination. Each win is a significant win. And each step back is an opportunity to learn about myself. I was planning on getting into some steps and actions you can take to help you move from a place of beating yourself up to having compassion for yourself. But I didn't realize I could talk so much about running. (laughs) So... I'm going to pause this conversation for now, come back in a week on the next Thursday episode, I'll get into those action steps. If you have things you've tried that have worked for you, getting you from a place of beating yourself up to having compassion for yourself, let me know what they are. I could feature some of them. If you're listening to this long after episode 24 airs, tell me anyway. I'm sure this is stuff I will circle back to often. Our contact info is in the show notes and can be found on our website, leadwithcompassionpodcast.com. If you feel stuck in your self-compassion journey or you've been hitting your stride, tell me about it. And as always, please subscribe and review. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time.